0: keep them in your home, or love to see them in theirs. These are the creatures that bring us all together.
1: Reptiles. Reptiles. We're going to be delving into the experiences of reptile lovers from around the block and around the world. This is the reptile, the, the reptile Talk Podcast. What's up everybody? This is Jeremy Turgeon from Brass Man Reptiles. And I'm Rob and I'm creeping It Real. So episode 19. Boom. We're talking about something that's exciting and always frustrating the upcoming breeding season
0: yeah yeah i'm a little bit uh concerned <laughs> i went a little too crazy last year and i bred too many freaking things so this season i'm trying to not do that i'm gonna try and
1: breed less things this upcoming <laughs> season and I'm literally doing the exact opposite because uh, I had a terrible season this season having to move my snake room around so many times. So I'm trying to breed everything that I can to get as many babies as possible and then cry about it later. <laughs> <laughs> I am so here for it, though. <laughs> oh this my this past
0: season, I definitely was like, I'll oh, pair up some stuff and that's cool and everything. And I started seeing ovulations. I'm like, oh, she ovulates. Oh, she ovulates oh my god she ovulated too. oh my god it's another ovulation what the hell is going on right now I didn't want this many babies which has led to uh, too many holdbacks Mm -hmm. I mean not too many holdbacks but too many holdbacks I was hoping I was like I'll just sell everything and then I saw the babies sticking out and I was like oh these are mine I'm not nobody else
1: gets them dude when you said the other day I've got like about 10 or so holdbacks I was like now, Rob, let's let's rewind <laughs> about two, two and a half, maybe three months, <laughs> months ago. ago. Oh, yeah. I'm pretty sure I heard you say I no only want back. to keep one or two, and then Out I'm selling clutch. everything else. <laughs> Now, suddenly, it's, I'm going to sell one or two and keep everything yeah, else in the but clutch. they're
0: so cool. They are. I'm not
1: <laughs> denying that at all, but uh, somebody I, didn't hold true to their original statement. That's fair. <laughs> that's fair.
0: I will own the credit on that one. Yeah. Uh, it's just like, I don't know, when I started seeing some of the stuff that I was hatching out, that's the problem with Borneos. They're so variable <laughs> yeah. that there's so many different looks, and I look at, I can appreciate something in almost every single one of the snakes that I produce this season. I'm just like, oh, that could go in a cool project. That could go in a cool project. So I've got you know, certain animals that I think fit together well that I've hatched out this season. I'm like, that animal would go really well with this animal. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I've got ones that I'm like, I just really like the way this looks. I know that down the road I can do something cool with it. And that is something that I feel like a lot of people need to... Think about if they do want to get into Borneos, because it's not just like, a, oh, I paired a T-positive albino with a head T-positive albino. And I'm going to produce T-positive albinos and heads. It's like you have to have a vision for something and then work towards that.
1: Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's uh, I'm excited to, to breed Borneos, mm. but also scared as hell.
0: why because the number of holdbacks (laughs) I'm already like I
1: okay so I already have enough holdbacks from this one ball python (laughs) clutch that I produced not even thinking about the next one that's that's due for me in what a week and a half Mm -hmm. and uh, it started with I know I want to keep a female GHI leopard pastel Mm -hmm. I knew if I could get a female out of that uh, I was good yeah then it became there's this crazy ass paradox <laughs> coral glow male. I'm gonna keep that,
0: which in all fairness is a really cool paradox. It is a really <laughs> cool
1: paradox. But then it was okay. Well, I'm gonna sex these babies out and you know figure things out. And then I'm like, oh, is that a female coral glow Poss double hat hypopide? Yeah, I'll keep that too. I think she might stay as well. So <laughs> now basically the clutch has become. Half holdbacks, mm-hmm. half available. <laughs> uh, not what I planned at all. And uh, potentially, depending on what's in the next clutch, which was Coral Glow Leopard, Doublehead Hypopide, and Microscale Bread to Pastel, Hidden G. Granite Ooh. Fader. There, <laughs> you know, there could be there's a few gonna, more
0: holdbacks. I, I sense in the I, future that I'm there's going saying. to be
1: holdbacks. Yeah, yeah. Maybe. Maybe holdbacks. Look, I'm certainly not going to complain if I get another female coral glow. True, I will not complain about that um, because they're still pretty sought after as Hidden far as G. coral Woma Glows. Coral glow. Exactly, mm. Woman leopard coral. Glow. Ooh, that fader. would be freaking cool. Fader. I'm Can't with forget it. the uh, the fake fader gene. <laughs> you know, um, so. I'm excited about that, but also horrified about that, because it's literally what also happened last year, too, was like, here's this parent. Oh, those are nice. Let's keep That's a female? Yeah, yeah we're going to keep, keep that. that. Yeah. If it's a
0: girl, what's the harm in holding on to it for a year or so? Yeah. It's like, oh, that male right has. Goes up. It's true, yeah,
1: <laughs> I guess. Uh, Or or it barely goes up, like my freaking Lemon Blast hat clown. True. Oof. Is that a, That was a boy, though. It was a boy, but to know that it. The value of that animal <laughs> stayed exactly hardly or? changed from hatchling <laughs> to adult. And I was like, oh, mm. huh, I am sad. Yeah. <laughs> For real. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I, I'm excited. I'm So I'm super excited to, to breed Borneos. Mm. And uh, potentially blood pythons might be doing a um, split clutch on some blood pythons. So that should be cool. Um, But I am really excited about some Carpet Python stuff. you got to tell
0: me what you're planning for Carpet Python. Okay.
1: So, first off, finally going to be pairing the headstone wash brettles Mm. this season. So, hopefully, fingers crossed for that, the stone wash brettles. Um, Then I'm doing – I don't even know if I want to say that on mic, but (laughs) I will for the – For people who will listen. Yeah. No. Um, I want to do my Azantic Coastal Mm -hmm. to one of my Ocelot Jags. Yeah. So I want to go for the Azantic Ocelot Ocelot Jags. Mm, That's going to be cool. Yeah. So I'm not thrilled about increasing the amount of Coastal blood in the animal, but... I am happy because the, my axanthics are pure coastals from Paul Harris lineage, so cool. like it's all documented so I know exactly what will be going on. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm, I'm happy about that, at least. I'm not throwing all these mutts together and then being like, I don't know, it's just a carpet python now. Yeah. Um, it's $40. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I am excited about that because I keep looking at uh, that one super extreme ocelot jag that I have. And I'm like, oh, imagine that in, that in black and white. Oh, yeah, that that'd would be pretty be so badass.
0: Freaking cool. So I'm
1: excited about that. Uh, I'm again gonna try for the double head snows. Yes. Um, I'm so mad that my albino reabsorbed. It's two years in a row. Ouch. Now the first the first year, I think the male was just too young because I didn't even see any locks. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, he's small, but maybe he'll go. And he didn't go. And then this year, I saw the locks. And she was like, nah, bro. Yeah. I'm good. And mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God. Like, Not oh you. You're God. the one that was yeah. supposed to go. Yeah, you could save my season. You were the chosen one. Yeah. <laughs> and nothing happened. So hopefully, one more time, we're going to go for the double head snows. And then if something happens, I'm just going to fucking buy one. <laughs> God. <laughs> Jesus. I'm dying over here. Uh, but uh, so that'll be a fun project. And then. Um, for just, like, a lower-end thing, I think I'm, I'm going to throw my zebra to my tiger jag. um, mm. Just for some... Yeah, just for some interesting stuff. Zebra, tiger, doesn't really... I was going to say, I
0: don't think I've seen a zebra tiger.
1: Yeah, it's... I don't even know what will honestly come out, because <coughs> I don't... Uh, I cannot find the picture of the parents that produced my tiger jag. I used mm. to have them. I can't find them anywhere. Mm. So I don't recall the amount of striping that's kind of happening in that lineage. But... Yeah. Um, We'll have to wait and Mm. see. So it could make some badass-looking tiger zebra thingies. It could make some normal-looking zebras (laughs) with a bizarre stripe-ish pattern. I don't know. I don't know what will happen. Um,
0: It would be really um, cool if it had a yellow stripe down the back and then just, like, zigzaggy pattern all down the sides. That would look really cool.
1: That's what happens when you breed a lot of Borneos. You start thinking about the <laughs> shit. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Um, so I, I'm excited about that. I'm super excited because my Super Tiger Orange Ghost Stripe retake is mm. finally of age. Damn. From, from raising up her parents to breeding them and then getting her and now finally having her ready to go. I'm so stoked. Do you have a male in mind for her? I do. She's going to my Platinum Marble. Ooh. So, yeah. So, everything will be Tiger. Um, 100% head GS at a minimum, mm-hmm. which is fine with me. And then I'm hoping to hold back platinum just marble. a male Platinum Marble Tiger. 100% head OGS. So, if we can hit one, I'm crushing it. Boom. That's all I care about. One male. That's all I care <laughs> about. Just one. Just to put one, back to please, her. please, one male. <laughs> yeah, just to put back to her. Um, I gu- my goal really is uh, marble OGS, but the other jeans in the mixer are, are just going to make it even cooler, mm-hmm. you know, and give you some more options. So I'm excited about that. And the fact that I need a male means I don't need to wait three years. True. So I'm also very good with that. And then uh, that project is going to end up going into my Indoline Caramel stuff so mm. <laughs> that's gonna be a fun project uh, I've got I'm going mentally trying to go through my snake room and see what's happening uh, ball pythons ball pythons there's a lot of cool ball pythons actually that um, should go this year I am very excited about one in particular one pairing in particular uh, coral glow leopard mojave hypo male mm-hmm breeding to a spot nose inferno Damn. het hypo female so shit. spot nose pastel hidden shewoma granite uh goblin so fancy yellow, yellow belly, belly yep. uh, ralph davis's line of yellow belly and then het hypo so yeah
0: that's there's be really a lot cool. of shit
1: there's a lot of shit that we can do with that so I'm looking forward to that. That clutch will probably all be holdbacks, Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not mad about it at (laughs) all. Um, I mean, you did just get a pretty cool snake in from O'Malley's. I did shout out to the bro Matt over at O'Malley's Morphs uh, for hitting me with this female super spot nose, lemon blast, enchy possible, I'm saying probable red stripe. I um, think it's bonkers. It's dude. It's <laughs> silly. I so okay. So he, so I was talking with Pete Call last night, mm-hmm. and uh, we were just we were talking about a bunch of different stuff. We were talking about ball pythons a little bit, and I sent him a picture, and he was like, "That thing's fucking weird, dude." And mm-hmm. I was like, <laughs> "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> Pete Call said, "I have weird balls."
0: <laughs> I don't know if that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> this reminds me of Daytona. <laughs> <laughs> shit in the pizza box (laughs) there's cool shit in that box man oh Oh, god oof oh
1: man if you know you know if you don't sorry yeah (laughs) um yeah but that uh i'm excited about that too because that's a female so by the time she's ready to go i'll have some super crazy stuff to throw to it if all goes according to plan um I'm also going to try to do some triple het albino clown pieds. Mm. That should be pretty cool. I'm um, taking my pin EMG clown and breeding that to my albino pied female, so it'll just be normals and pins, uh, triple hundred percent triple het and EMGs and EMGs. Yeah, hundred um, percent triple het. So that'll all most of that'll all be. Holdbacks. Uh, all the females will be holdbacks, and I'll probably just hold back one male. Yeah. Since it's all 100 percent hit, no no guessing there. Um. I love clown pides. Yeah. They're just such a cool looking morph. Yeah. Combo and whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The um, who just uh, my buddy Pete. Um, I never remember how to pronounce his last name, but he is usually always helping out at Komodo. Hmm. Um, he just produced three, albino clowns. Um, I think it was from a double hit to a double hit. Wow. And got three albino clowns. Wow. Yeah, I was like, you fucking crushed that. Yeah, he rolled the dice on that one. Yeah. He, he won. But he won. Yeah, and he, he won. won big on that. And I was like, dude, that's that's, that's pretty badass. awesome. <clears throat> so I'm hoping I can get but a sliver of that luckiness <laughs> and get the triple recessive. <laughs> um and then it's all mine the whole backs <laughs> so <laughs> so uh, yeah so that that should be an interesting pairing i'm trying to trying to think about what what else um, i my microscale male mm-hmm. um, is being a jerk he uh, i used him as a backup because he's on the smaller side, so I just used him as a backup with those two girls that bred to the Coral Glow Leopard. Yeah. And um, obviously didn't hit the pastel GHI. And I don't know if he hit the pastel hidden gemoma granite fader. I'll find out when I cut those eggs. Mm -hmm. But um, if he didn't, no big deal. The problem is he got annihilated by a rat. And uh, his face got all gnarly and everything and, and it's healing and it's it looks great but he hasn't eaten mm. and uh and he's been dropping weight so i'm like mm, this kind of sucks yeah and i had this happen in a long ass time but it usually doesn't end all that great so fingers crossed that he decides to eat and then um, uh, he'll be in rotation with a few different girls next year if not the only saving grace is i have two micro scale females that'll be ready in the fall so mm. i can still i'm hope i was hoping to be able to do some scaleless stuff but at the very least i can still do the micro scale stuff so hmm. um yeah those will be really cool though those will be super cool and then one more year for Calubrid, so not this season but the season Next after season. um will be kind of Calubrid crazy with king snakes and corn snakes and uh jan i and uh, who knows what else? For, for That's exciting. Days. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked about that. Um, especially because uh, Tim produced another one of those crazy aberrant. Really? Yeah, from the same same pairing and everything. So I'm I'm thinking that it's a recessive yep. thing because it's happened numerous times um, from that same pairing, and I think this uh, this year this year he did he did one other arrangement of it to try to prove it out. And I'm mm. blanking on how, how it was. It was like father to daughter or so, something like that. And um, and it and it happened. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, okay. So we're on to something. It's not just a random sporadic appearance, whatever. Yeah. Um, but it is very variable in appearance. Really, Because the one that I have is like I mean you've seen it. It's like saddle, saddle and then like totally blotched out. Zigzaggy. This is like mini saddle, mini saddle, crazy pixelation, mini saddle, crazy pixelation. It's, it's very, very interesting looking. Um, and of course, baby North Mexican pines, that's what we're talking about, uh, look like very ugly brown worms right out of the egg. (laughs) So he sent me a picture and I was like, the hell is that? Because <laughs> I didn't know that that these that those were anywhere close to hatching for yeah. him. So I'm like, the hell is? I mean, it's cool looking, but what the fuck is it? And mm-hmm. he's like, it's another one of those crazy Janai. And I was like, shit, what? Damn, that's fucking so cool. yeah. And then I just saw patternless Janai Ooh. the other day, and I was like, please be uh, an actual Recessant. morph. <laughs> like, please be an actual morph, because I will 100% buy those. Um, Fuck yeah. Yeah, so I'm excited for that. I am excited to uh, get my Colubrid game going back again. Um, See, I've never
0: really... I mean, I've bred
1: Hognose Snakes, Mm -hmm. but I've never been
0: big on Colubrids, and I like my Tiger Rat Snakes, but I've, I've not hopped in heavy on any of the Colubrid stuff until now, and now I've got four Corn Snakes, and I'm like... I just really like these things. I like I think they're cool, man. Yeah. The, most of the ones that I've got are growing really, really fast. The male, the first male that I got, is growing a little slow. I don't know what his issue is, but like he only takes like little tiny pinkies. Everybody else is like onto fuzzies now and like growing like weeds. Hmm. I don't know. He's just slow.
1: He's being weird. He's
0: just being slow. And yeah. then I'm actually trying to breed the tiger rat snakes. I gotta do some cycling with them. I gotta cycle out or pull my male. Um, And feed both of them kind of heavy over the next two weeks or so, three weeks or so. And then uh, I'm going to do a little bit of cycling for temperature for a little while. And then I'm going to try and pair those up because I would love to hatch out little tiger rat snakes again. They're so cool. That would
1: be badass.
0: They're so awesome. And the the adults are just cool. And then the babies are like these little feisty, rattling their tails, striking (laughs) at you like they're monsters. And I'm like, you're 10 inches long, chill out.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he's like, but I'm a mean 10 yeah. inches Yeah, oh, I've heard that one before. <laughs>
0: they're just, they're so cool though, they're like all dark and the the male that I've got uh, is actually my friend Hannah's and he's got like super reduced uh, kind of pattern to him and the female that I've got has got lots and lots of black on her so mm-hmm. it's kind of a little bit different than a lot of people who are going with the high yellow Spilotes so I'm hoping that if I can get them to reproduce, that I'll have some nice, dark looking Spelotis. And there's never, there's no such thing as uh, too many spilotes, you know? There's, there's no not? such thing.
1: No. There, really? There probably is, but. I have a feeling that there maybe could be.
0: I, I don't think that in the current situation of how things are going right now, that. I could have too many <laughs> That's
1: Okay, that's fair. That's Maybe fair.
0: if I had three clutches of them on the ground, I'd be like, okay, now I got enough splodies."
1: <laughs> and then you'll be like, uh, I could use another one.
0: I'll sell a couple and then I'll buy
1: some more. Yeah, because that's, <laughs> that's kind of what it's all about. You hold back everything until you finally need some new blood, mm-hmm. and then you're like, okay. See, I don't even know if I'm going to try and
0: breed the Corn Snakes. I just really like them. I thought about it and I was like, if I got to the point where I was – Doing a lot of my own sales on the like um, outside of nerd stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, it would be cool to have stuff that I can just sell to anyone and not have to grill them about. Do you like hybrids? Are you what? What are, what are you planning on keeping the snake in? Blah 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 and all this stuff. You know, yeah. baby corn snake. Once it gets you know eating large pink size, you can do whatever the hell you want to it. Pretty and it's, much, going yeah, it's it's pretty gonna much rock do solid. Great. Yeah. To, um, and I don't have to worry about it, you know, wrecking someone where if I ever produce scrubs, I'm going to be like, look, I have to come to your house. I got to do a sit-in. I'm going to hang out <laughs> with you for a week. I got to get a feel for your vibe yeah. before you buy. Please take
1: this five-page adoption application. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I,
0: I got to do a credit check and everything. Oh, <laughs> boy. Oh, boy. Just kidding. Uh, kind of. Kind of. <laughs> yeah, I was like, no, nah, are you, though? I, I don't yeah. know. I just, I feel so strongly about how, you know, advanced scrubs are that I just feel like anyone who gets one, they really have to respect it. Especially if they're going to get it from me, they better fucking respect that animal, man. And not to say that you're not going to respect a corn snake, but I'm okay with people kind of, uh, getting their bearings and, you know, getting a feel for it with corn snakes Mm -hmm. and, uh, with scrubs, I'm definitely going to be a lot more critical.
1: That's fair. I feel like, especially now, uh, as in, in the social media world kind of dictates certain trends. Oh yeah. And things like scrub pythons are certainly becoming a little Way more, more popular. Popular and, and coming into the spotlight a little bit more. So I feel like people are, you know, taking that interest but are also one hundred percent unaware yeah. of the the full scope. The full scope of what a big ass scrub can do to you. Oh yeah.
0: <laughs> oh yeah. They definitely can mess you up and if you are coming into it, like I see a lot of people that get reticulated pythons are like, I just thought it was pretty and I just wanted to like get Mm -hmm. it. And it's like, okay, but do you have a full grasp on how potentially, you know, I don't wanna say dangerous, but how, you know, how dangerous this animal can be? I mean, lots of animals can be dangerous Mm -hmm. and a big reticulated python or a big scrub could potentially be a serious bite to you or to whoever is working with you. And if you don't respect that animal, you could get seriously hurt. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's not as big with scrubs right now because scrubs have always had that really nasty reputation of like, don't touch them, they'll they'll kill you, blah, blah, blah. They'll go right for your face. And so it's put a lot of people off of keeping scrub pythons. But I feel like as reticulated pythons have been more captive bred, people are like, oh, they're friendly. So they just like, I'll just buy one. It's my second snake. I'll buy her a tick. Who cares? Yeah, And it's like, no, you really should be putting more thought into it than that.
1: My favorite thing is, well, I have, like, a ball python. I just want to get a retake. Yeah. Uh, and you're like, okay, look, I know your retake is smarter than your ball python. hmm Do you know your retake is smarter <laughs> is, than your ball is a lot smarter than your Are ball you python. Are you smarter than your ball python? Yeah, seriously.
0: <laughs> seriously, though. They're like, but I know how to handle my ball python. It still blows my mind how many people – I will hand a ball python to and then watch them handle it so inappropriately. And, uh, yes. Like the flip I it on their it. back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. that shit blows my mind. I'm like, oh, if you did that to a blood, you would have been bit right Annihilated. now. Annihilated. Yeah. You do that to a scrub. That's it. It's coming for your face. And they're like, what do you mean? I'm. That's just how I hold it. And I'm like, no, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. You are mm. not grasping. You are having an interaction with a sentient being. Yeah. It is. It is an animal that is thinking while you're thinking, and they're like, "Yeah, but it's friendly." And I'm like, it, "It like uh like Savannah was saying, you know, you don't understand the terms of the relationship that you've got with that animal. Right, 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 right. Some animals might be super laid back, and they're just like kind of pushovers, and everything's cool. But you don't know when you cross that line, and if they're, if they're gonna let you know, if a ball python lets you know, okay, it's a little, you know, a little tack. If yeah. a ten foot scrub python lets you know. It is going to be something else,
1: yeah. It's definitely going to be something ask else. Ask the side of Garrett Hartle's face, <laughs>
0: <laughs> and that one was only like eight foot seven yeah. or eight foot,
1: <laughs> yeah. Oof, oof, Ugh. shout out to you, Garrett. Yeah, I, did. <laughs> I, I
0: had that happen to me with uh, my Jayapura. It wasn't as bad as his bite, but um, when I had first got her in, when she first got shipped in, I pulled her out of the bag and she was like curled up tight like a ball python. And I was like, what the hell? And she was so you could tell she was stressed out, mm-hmm. not feeling great, and and very scared. And so I took her, you know, I kinda unwrapped a little bit and then kinda let her sit in my hand. And she started to unwind. And as she's unwinding, she's wrapping her tail around my hand. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. She's anchoring herself. She's feeling a little more secure. Mm-hmm. And I'm kinda holding her at eye height, just like inspecting her, making sure that she's doesn't have any cuts on her or anything obvious that I should be, you know, concerned about. And as I'm holding her at about eye height, her head tilts right, like that keen, you see a snake looking like it's gonna bite you. And it just turned her head right at my face. And I was like, oh no, this is a (laughs) five foot long scrub python two and a half feet from my face. This is not good. (laughs) And so I like turned my head down towards the ground and I like, just was like, just not the face, just not the face. Ah. And so I can feel her tensing on my hand and I'm like, oh, this is going to be bad. And so I'm just like holding her as far away from my face as I can get her. Yeah. And it, it didn't happen immediately. She like just sat there tense for a second, just like kind of squaring up. And then boom, she like struck. She hit the top of my ear. Oof. She didn't hold on, but she just like gave a quick little strike and then yeah. back to like a tight coil. Yeah. Like just tur- curled up in an S position. And I was like, okay, I'm going to go put you down now. <laughs>
1: Oh, and boy. I
0: was like, I think she bit me, but I didn't really. And I felt the blood, like, going down the side of my yeah, ear. And I was yeah, like, yeah. oh, uh, shit. She got me. <laughs> oh, she yeah. got me. She got me. Yeah. So that's how she got the name the phlebotomist, because she uh, knows how to draw blood. Dude.
1: <laughs> one, OK, so one of the more recent bites that I got, it was still probably, like, a few months ago. But it was from probably, like, my four-foot brettles. Ooh, I remember that. Dude. <laughs> so not happy about that bite. I forgot who was here. There were a couple couple people here and like taking pictures of it, whatever. And uh, I grab her so I can get a picture, and she gets real tight. And I was like, Oh, oh here it comes, here we go. <laughs> now, preface this with: brettles are usually pretty laid pretty back, laid back mm-hmm. and pretty docile, but just like most other Morelia, when they're hungry, they're hungry. <laughs> So uh, she r- grabs me right in the freaking fingertips mm. and and is already wrapped. And I'm like, oh, my God. And I already know I'm yelling like, fuck, you know, <laughs> um, like, I know this is just not, not wonderful. Good. And it took me a second to finally fucking get her off. And she was like. I need to get more. And like like it was very I was like I have 30 seconds to get this to snake get off, off me before of you, yeah. I get pierced bit again. again. <laughs> uh and that dude big carpet python bites especially on the fingertips. Nah. Fuck. No thank you. Oh my gosh, not not fun. But I will say still way better than the bite crispy took to Ooh. the inner elbow by my 7 foot <laughs> tiger jag.
0: Mm. Mm. Yeah. That's, oof.
1: Shout out to you, Crispy. That, that, that hurts just that, thinking that was, about it. Dude, I, I think it hurt based on the squeal he let out when it actually happened. No, thank you. <laughs> no, thank you at all. I'm like, look, man, I, I've been nailed by my platinum marble, just like a, a, a defensive bite, not a, not a feed bite. Yeah. Um, and that hurt obviously. Cause that was also like right on the hand, but, uh, I would still rather take that than a bite to the inner elbow by mm-hmm. a big ass carpet python mm-hmm.
0: and constrict it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. exactly.
1: It's like not, not fun. There is, for those who don't know or are unaware, uh, there is a big difference between a defensive strike, or a defensive bite, and a feed bite. Yes, when when they've locked on to you for food. They don't want to let you go. Yeah, when they mistake you for food, it's
0: bad. Yeah. Usually they're like, I need to kill this thing. And if they've bitten your hand, they're going to now constrict your hand and your arm. And they're mm-hmm. just going to be like, I need to make sure that there's no pulse in this. But, you know, they're not stopping your heart. So yeah. your body's pulsing. And it, they can feel that through their coils. So they're just like, squeeze tighter, bite yeah. harder. And you're just yeah. like, oh, and you're like "Please, sucks. Please stop.
1: This is not fun for either of us. Yeah. Uh, uh, but a quick yeah. defensive bite is just no yeah, Hey, leave deal. me alone. It's no it's big deal. Usually not that big a deal. Like that uh that ball python that grabbed Kev. <laughs> that the was other a feeding day. bite. <laughs> dude, he was like I was like we're all laughing about it and he's like, No, dude, like feel this. Like this thing really is trying yeah. to kill me. And it was like on him and its I was like his muscles were tight. Dude, you you better give in, dude. <laughs> Just lay on the ground. It's, it's
0: got to lay down next to you to size you up. Exactly. The eight exactly. and a half inch long ballpipe <laughs>
1: Against the 6'4 <six>, McCurley. <laughs> It'll work.
0: Hey, man, I know somebody whose uh, brother's sister's cousin had a boa, and it would lay down in the bed next to him to see if it was small enough to eat him. <laughs> Raise your hand if you ever heard of that one before, because I hear it twice a week. Yeah. <laughs> Customers. Oh boy. My favorite my story.
1: favorite is hearing that it was coming from a vet Ooh, that said that. That's bad. I've I've heard I've heard that story multiple times but many a times it's been the vet they should said. lose their license if they say that. I know, well, that's why I'm like but what vet though? Yeah. Oh I I don't I, I don't know that. Mm-mm. And it's like okay good cuz if you actually knew the name of a practicing veterinarian that we said that we need to that,
0: blast them. <laughs> You're going down. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, brother. <laughs>
1: Oh my gosh! So what? Uh, so I know you were you were really hoping for potentially to get scrubs. Yes. This year. Yeah. And so is that going to be like your focus? That's going to be for the next season. Next
0: season It's going to be just trying to get because I'll have Janet will be plenty big enough and old enough. Mm-hmm. My sarong, my other sarong female, who's a wild caught female, is plenty big enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, she's only maybe six inches behind Janet. She's easily nine feet like nine and a half foot. Yeah. So I'm going to try her. I'm going to try Janet. I got two male captive bred uh, Prada line barnecks. So I'm going to try those. That's going to be pretty much my main focus. Mm-hmm. I am going to try and breed my ball python.
1: <laughs> yeah. I have,
0: a, I have a bumblebee ball python and I really want to breed her to something. that has got calico to make calico bumblebees because I just love how high white the yes. sides are on them. So I, I just want to do that and try and scrubs and a ball python. <laughs> And then I'm going to try and do the marble-to-marble marble Borneos again. Really hoping that I get better odds on sexes this time because that clutch was five females and nine males. Ooh. Yeah, it was terrible. Absolutely terrible. So I've got, like, seven males and two females because it was a split clutch with Dan Megano. So he got three girls. I got two girls.
1: Eh. And then all those boys.
0: And all those boys. So, the Dan curse. Uh, it really is. It was. It was bad. It was really bad. The the marble to granite stripes had ultra. We got better ratios on sex, but that marble clutch, man, we got slaughtered. Slaughtered. And yeah, I, that's the one clutch where I was like, face. I wish that it was all girls. I wish yeah, it was all course. girls because that marble clutch has so many cool looks in there. My marble female is just like so. Nice, she's got all this crazy, like, orange blushing down her back, and Mm -hmm. she's got really nice black and white sides, nice red on her face, nice, like, light yellow orange head. She's just like an amazing snake all around. It's hard to beat like a marble that nice, yeah. And then she bred to, like, Dan McGano's Marble Male, and he's kind of, like, more your standard marble. He doesn't have as much of the crazy blushing, but a lot of the babies came out with that, like, crazy, crazy blushed-out backs and the nice, you know, marbling up the sides. So we're just, like, super pumped about that clutch. Hell yeah. Going to try and do that one <clears throat> again this season and hope for more females so I can hold some back and then maybe let go of a female. One, yeah. maybe. Just one. Probably not, but Just maybe. Yeah. That's, everyone who saw that clutch, they were like, oh, I'm going to buy a female. I was like, well, guess what? Dan's <laughs> keeping all his females, and I'm sale. keeping all mine. I only got two females. And I, I hate to say it, but they're more valuable in my hands than most other people's hands. Fair enough. Because I'll be able to... Breed them and make more, and then when I make more, then you can buy some.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we already know you can obviously breed short tails. Yes. Uh, so I'm just saying, if you hatch baby scrubs, yes, but you don't hatch baby ball pythons.
0: That'd be really funny. That'd be really I, funny. I
1: don't. I don't know how I feel about <laughs> that, Rob. I'd look at you very differently as a reptile keeper. <laughs> so.
0: I've bred a lot of stuff before, um, working in the d- various places that I've worked, um, and working with the different collections that I've worked with. Mm-hmm. Uh, with Jason Chapman up in Maine, we bred because uh, I was like basically running a lot of the breeding. Him, him and I mm-hmm. were coordinating, but I did a lot of the pairing, a lot of the cleaning, a lot of the, all that stuff. So I did a lot of the breeding for. We produced like Amazon tree boas. Mm-hmm. We did hognose snakes. We did ball pythons. We did Sumatran Tail pythons. We did. Borneo short Tail pythons. I think we did blood pythons. Yeah, we did blood pythons too. Uh, I did – I bred the Chinese water dragons up there and produced Chinese water dragons. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I bred while I was up there. And and, and Colombian boas. I don't know mm-hmm. if I said those, but Colombian boas, I bred those too. And then coming to nerd and working in you – know, focusing on the stuff that I'm focused on breeding. I've bred Borneo short tail pythons, I've bred Amazon tree boas, I've bred Argus monitors there, mm-hmm. i bred water monitors at Nerd, I've worked in breeding, what else? I can't even think of oh, the other things. A bunch of different stuff. I've worked on breeding a lot of different things, and it's like the most recent stuff that I've produced has been Borneo's and my carpet pythons. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I break carpet pythons too, always, I mean, in But, um, You know for a while it's just been breeding other people's stuff it hasn't been breeding my own stuff Mm -hmm. because I've just been so focused on the work that I'm doing at work I haven't been really focused on most of my stuff and I've just been raising slowly raising up my stuff trying to make it so that all my stuff's super healthy when it breeds yeah so now being able to breed my own stuff and focusing on breeding my own stuff it's definitely made me more in tune with my animals as opposed to, you know, I'm usually pretty on top of, you know, watching who's eating and who's, you know, acting weird and doing whatever. But as I'm focusing on breeding them, you definitely have to tune into the little things that are different. Because with the scrub pythons, I thought Jana was going to go this season. Like I saw all these signs where she looks like she's getting big follicles. I ultrasounded her. She's got big follicles that look like they're going towards eggs. I see what it looks like. Ovulations, And then she goes through a shed cycle. I'm like, okay, counting down the days to when she would theoretically be laying eggs. And then she went into shed again. And I'm like, you're not supposed to do that. (laughs) And then I offered her food like right before she went into shed and she ate. And I was like, you're not supposed to do that That either. either." So I don't know what's going on. Even with the ultrasound, I was like, wow, those are like 38 millimeter volgos. Those should pretty much be eggs. And then I was like, oh, she was going into shed again. This doesn't make any sense. I don't know. I don't know. So Th- that's something that keeps my interest, though, because I've bred Borneos and Blood Pythons a right, bunch right. of times. I know how to do it. Um, I've bred the Carpet Pythons a couple times. I know how to do it for the most part. It, not too much that's throwing me for a loop there. Mm-hmm. Um, I've bred Ball Pythons. It doesn't really throw me for a loop there. Although I did, I paired up the Ball Python once last season to see if she would go. I didn't really focus on it, but I, did, I think Dan paired her up, my Bumblebee. Uh, to a, what was it, a yellow belly calico pastel coffee meal or something like that. Mm. I can't remember what he is. But it's something with calico in it. Because I was like, Dan, if you put anything with this snake, it has to be calico. Yeah. I need a bumblebee calico out of that clutch. I'll keep one, and that's it. You can have all the rest of the babies. I don't yeah. care. I just need that bumblebee calico.
1: <laughs> yep.
0: Now just picture that, but an exanthic.
1: Yes. Mm. With orange dream. Ooh. That would be really cool. Yeah. That would be super pretty. That would be pretty freaking crazy.
0: But, so, for for last season, I definitely, you know, I bred my West Popham carpets. Mm-hmm. I bred the Borneos. I bred uh, Emily's Blood Python. Got babies from the Blood Python. Uh, my Red Blood Python that I paired up, I did not get good eggs out of because I literally did not focus on her. I focused on her for breeding for, like, a month. And then I was like, she's locked up three times. She's cool. And I just didn't pay attention i just was like just feed her until she does something
1: yeah so i didn't she really, did something oh she did something she <laughs> slugged
0: out 24 slugs Ugh. 20, Either 22 or 24 slugs mm. and so i was like ah eh, that sucks i mean she i'm glad she passed them and everything and we can focus on breeding her this upcoming season yeah but and she's never something that like i like red blood pythons but they're not my main focus they're not something that i'm like yeah i gotta do that thing right, right. um i just i just like them so Borneos are definitely more my focus, but I'm super excited because I'll have a couple more males coming on like online this upcoming mm-hmm. breeding season, and so I'm super excited about the potential pairings for that with the males that yeah. I've got. And then a couple of the girls that I'm raising right now are getting to that point where not this season, but maybe next season they'll be able to go, and that really has me geeked out. I'm, Fuck yeah, I'm, dude. I'm really looking forward to seeing what I can do two seasons from now with the Borneas that I've got and that I'm raising because it's going to be so cool. So cool. I just have so many different ideas for where I want to go with them Mm -hmm. that I'm anxious to see how it actually pans out because this season, one of my big clutches that I'm like probably most proud of yeah, I'm gonna say it's my most proud of clutch, Mm -hmm. is my blue ghost clutch. So it's the blue ultra granite male, so he's got three different genes at play right there, Mm -hmm. bred to a girl that I produced working up in Maine with Jason, and she is the result of a VPI ultra bred to a skunk line super stripe. So she visually shows off both the ultra trait and the skunk line super stripe stuff. And the skunk line stuff has got like this really heavy black markings down the sides of them. And since it's from Super Stripe, it's got lots of striping in it. It's got weird like neck speckling. And that female bred to an ultra male kind of sees what you can do when you put it to the ultra and like uh, bring more of the light colors out in it. Mm -hmm. And then next season, this or this upcoming season, I should have a male VPI super stripe that I've been raising and he's got the neck speckling and the dark trait that I am saying is associated with that skunk line. So he's one that I've been raising for the last year and a year and a half or so. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I'm hoping that this upcoming season that he'll be, he'll want to breed so that I can pair him to that, that same female to see what you do when you bring it back to the darker side of things right, right, right. to see if it how much more it pulls out of that black trait and really pumps in that striping more of that striping because the blue ghost male wasn't like a crazy striped animal there were striped ultras in that clutch and there were striped animals in that clutch but not to the extent of breeding it to a full vpi super stripe that has the next speckling that's got the dark trait in it so this first clutch was doubling down on the ultra side of things mm-hmm. to get that light. And then this upcoming season, we're going to go dark and double down on that to see what happens when you pump that black back into it and see how much of the ultra is affected by that black tree. To see really what happens, so yeah, I'm super interested Ooh. to see that. Ooh. Hell yeah, dude! Ooh.
1: Then you're gonna have holdbacks and more holdbacks, more holdbacks, <laughs> and then like a handful for Jeremy. Yeah, That's yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> like here, can just raise this just, trio. Yeah, yeah, this raise, trio, right I here. have a lot of holdbacks. Can you? <laughs> can you take these? Cause yeah. I need space. <laughs> yeah. And I'd <laughs> be like, yeah,
0: sure. I'm just like super curious to see because the mom is an equal half and half. Like she, you can tell mm. that she's got ultra cause she's light. You can tell she's got that black trait. And then I, I don't know, just the, to compare and contrast to see the full range, the full spectrum of where you can go from a full ultra, like the crystal one where she's like pretty much patternless. And she's got these little black spots down her side, like these, ink blots down her sides. Yeah. To go from that extreme to the opposite of what I'm exp- I'm hoping will come out of breeding that black super stripe trait to that to just get more of that black 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 heavy color in there with a little bit of that ultra influence in there. I'm really curious to see what it's going to look like because oh, yeah, that dude. just that excites me. And then the amount of variability that you get in Borneo clutches is just like it's yeah. always going to be interesting.
1: Yeah, yeah. You could do that pairing multiple times mm-hmm. and get crazy different shit yep. every time.
0: Yeah, that's the good and the bad side of it. I was going to say,
1: that's awesome, but also, fuck, when does it end? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. I, it's like... That clutch, I was like, oh, I'm just gonna like keep back maybe like three girls and like one boy, and then I was going through and looking at them as they're growing, and I'm like, like, all
1: of them, keep I'm
0: going nine animals at that clutch, Oof. and yeah, it it really is nine. I'm keeping nine out of that clutch, and then oh boy. there's gonna be seven that'll be for sale.
1: Oh boy. <laughs> Sheesh.
0: But they're so cool. And there's like different project stuff that I'm looking at. And I'm like, oh man, if I uh, once I'm able to expand my reptile area a little bit more and really feel comfortable and breathe with, with growing these animals, I am going to have so cool shit I'm gonna be making some awesome Borneos
1: so when you wonder why Rob is able to sell out in his first you know week of posting things for sales because he only posted three animals yeah <laughs> everything That's else exactly kept. right <laughs> he's and like yeah man I sold out I sold out in 24 hours out. bro Dude, sorry I don't know what you're freaking <laughs> waiting for you should be posting more
0: oh no <laughs> so I'm actually probably gonna be posting some of those animals for sale here shortly I personally like to wait until animals have taken six meals, five meals consecutively Mm -hmm. uh, before I offer them for sale. So just so I know that they're eating consistently and solidly before they go into any new environment that they might be in. So there's no guesswork, there's no you know, I don't know if it ate or it ate only a couple times. It's like, no, this animal has eaten a bunch of times and a couple of them are starting to go into their first shed, which usually is like two, three months down the road, which for right. my first, the blue ghost clutch, it's pretty much two months, We're right, mm-hmm. two months right about now. And then the other clutches are like a month and a half, I think, or right around a month and a half. Um, so they're getting right to that point where they're having their first shed. And after their first shed, those things take they off. They just yeah, like, start yeah, yeah. crushing it, man. And... I am very curious to see how some of these clutches develop. Like that, that blue ghost clutch or the blue ultra clutch, th- I've seen siblings or not s- half siblings. So the dad that fathered that clutch, I've seen some of the animals that have come from him paired mm. to, uh, cause I bought him a year and a half ago. Um, so after he was quarantined, then he bred. Mm. I've seen some babies that he produced before he came to me, and they are silly. They are so really? crazy colored, like, blue. Just, like, yeah. so light gray silver blue that I'm just, like, looking at the babies that are coming from this clutch, and I'm like, oh, my God, when this thing sheds <laughs> a couple times, it is yeah, going to be, be insane. Ridiculous. Ridiculous! Hell it's yeah, gonna be dude. so crazy colored, and that's why I'm like even hesitant to even want to sell these babies because I know that as they shed the first couple of times, they it's are gonna, gonna be go better bonkers. Better. They're gonna be so freaking cool looking.
1: Yeah, I, I you know what's interesting is like so the first Borneos that I had ever gotten was uh, back in the twenty <laughs> uh, from Matt Minnetola. and it yeah. was a super stripe posset ocelot and a G stripe posset ocelot. So mm-hmm. In general, I mean their their colors stay pretty consistent, mm-hmm. you know for what it is, and then um I got that uh, I got that Vpi ultra from Nick mm-hmm. teeny, but she was already like a little larger, you know, so she had gone through it uh, the vast majority of her color change by yep. the time I got her now she's just like gotten lighter, which is cool to see but uh the most drastic change that I've been seeing is that ocelot ghost thing that I got from mm-hmm. Matt Minnetola that like already looked badass when Matt sent me the pictures and as it's shedding I'm watching like more orange mm-hmm. come into it and all this stuff and like every once in a while I'll shoot Matt a picture of it and be like I shouldn't have sold do that and I'm <laughs> like
0: <laughs> yeah, it's mine now sorry I'll, I'll send you back a baby yeah exactly <laughs>
1: exactly yeah and I'm like this is crazy mm-hmm. like literally with every shed I'm like I have to stare at it I have to stare at it. I want to compare. Like I almost want to do like comparison pictures after oh, every shed. And just sure. look at that progression. Cause I'm like, this thing is gonna be so fucking nuts. Yes. By the time it's two and a half, three foot. Oh my goodness. Like, oh my god. Mm-hmm. You know. So I I know the first time I breathe that. Those babies aren't going oh, anywhere. yeah. Oh, those babies those aren't back. going any freaking where. <laughs> Just send a
0: pair to Rob. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you
1: know, hey, I see all of your holdbacks, and I'm grateful that you let me take some. Here's my holdbacks. Please take some of mine. More we Borneos.
0: Will... I, I can't twist. No, yeah, don't yeah, twist please. my arm. Oh. oh,
1: please. You have to convince me so much. Oh, no. <laughs> dude. Dude. Yeah.
0: It, and you know what? That's one of the things that's kind of worked against Borneos, uh, from the get-go mm-hmm. is that they don't always look as nice as babies. I mean, that's all short tails, really. They yeah. they don't really look as nice as babies as they do at a year or two or three years old. Yeah. So as a baby, it's tougher to kind of, you know, say, hey, look, this is going to get better. Yeah. You just have to kind of trust the process. You have yeah, to trust yeah, me. Yeah. You have to trust the process that this thing's going to end up looking cooler. And when it, it's kind of flip-flop from ball pythons because ball pythons, when they hatch out of the egg, they're the coolest they're ever going to look in their life. Yeah. And so it's really easy to be like, oh, wow, Pastel Highway, I want to buy that thing. It's mm-hmm. white and purple and yellow. Yeah. And it looks really cool when it's a baby. And then I looked up pictures of what they look like when they're bigger and they're pretty much white. <laughs> Yeah, And I'm like, oh, it has no purple left yeah, once it gets to be adult like, size. Aw. And it's like, oh, crap. But th- you've already sold it at that point. You don't yeah, have to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're you good. You've got the money. You're good. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> As ball python Get people would say. Get the money and run. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but with, with Borneos and Bloods and Short Tails and even Carpets, when they're born, they're the ugliest they're ugliest ever going to look. <laughs> they're yeah. just like, wow, uh, I don't know why I bred this thing. And then yeah. you're looking at it after a shed or two sheds and you're like, Oh, I know why. And then you see a year later, and you're like, "That's That's why why I produced that thing. That thing's crazy." But people are so impatient; they don't want to wait. They don't want to, you know, they want that instant gratification. They open up the box, and it blows their mind, which can happen. Mm -hmm. But you have to understand that as they grow and as they change, it's going to, you know, it's going to change.
1: Yeah, yeah. And you know what's interesting is there's there's actually quite a few animals that 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 happens to. Like uh, to think a little bit broader spectrum species wise like even just corn snakes Mm -hmm. baby corn snakes like i think about uh like a nice albino corn snake Mm -hmm. is pretty red yeah you know and you're like wow like that's a red snake let it like triple in size from a hatchling and let the oranges really start to flood in Mm -hmm. you start to see more of the contrast and you're like whoa, this thing's a little cooler than I thought it was <laughs> going to be. And then it gets bigger and all the yellows and all the extra coloration has come in as it's matured. And you're like, this is not the same snake Dude. that I got two and a half years ago. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And I know you're seeing that with the, the Okatees. I was just about to say that. Those yeah.
0: tees, when I got them in, they were like brown and they had like a little bit of red on in the saddles. And I was like, yeah. ah, wow, okay. I was like expecting. It's a little underwhelming. It's underwhelming. Yeah. And then now that I've ha- they've had two or three sheds here, they're like, Really pumping in that orange, and I'm like, "Oh my god, that's that's why I got this thing." Yeah, These things are yeah, starting yeah, to yeah. look really freaking cool. Yep. And I just know that at, they still have a little bit of brown in them, so as they are going, that's just gonna get fall away nicer and away and away, it's and just gonna nicer. get nicer and nicer yeah. and nicer.
1: Yep. I'm. Uh, yeah. It's it's amazing, dude. Because even um, like the oh, so I really like butter corn snakes, mm-hmm. the caramel, the caramel albino, not mm-hmm. caramel albino, but Caramel gene and the albino together make the butter. And as babies, they look ugly as crap. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's just like a pale yellow. You got some butterscotch on you. Yeah. (laughs) And you're like, all right, cool. You know, and then the thing hits like 18 inches. (laughs) I'd say like two foot long, and they are like, boom. Yeah. And like you get a nice big adult that's like just freaking glowing neon yellow, and you're like, whoa. What? What? Yeah. Like, I'm happy I kept that. But also, why did I have to go through six months of bullshit yeah. staring at your ugly ass for this? What? Come on, it's the glow what? up, man. Yeah, yeah, sure. <laughs> for real. Dude, that's that's probably the only thing I dislike about carpet pythons. Yeah. And, like... You can sell a two-foot-long one all day long all day because long. they're crazy yellow yeah. already.
0: Uh, but it's, you take that animal eight months before then, and mm-hmm. you it's tough to sell it.
1: Dude, it was like... It was always the hardest thing, like uh, the first clutch of ocelot jags that I produced. Mm -hmm. As soon as they hatched, I was like, these are going to be smoke shows. Mm -hmm. And the only other people that appreciated it were, of course, the carpet Carpet people people, because they were like, oh, my God, those are going to look so great. Dude, trying to bring those to shows, Mm -hmm. people were like, why is it so much money? It's just brown. Mm. And you're like my heart and i'm like look at the adult and they're like well why doesn't the baby look like that (laughs) it's like it's called an ontogenic color change for the purposes of camouflage i'm sorry for the purposes of camouflage (laughs) these snakes go through what's called an ontogenic color change and it's to protect them from being eaten by all the crazy predators in the outback uh, but, um, they don't, they don't give a shit. They're nah. like, it needs to look pretty now. Right now. You want my money now? I want that prettiness now, yep. you know? And you're like, you motherfucker, you know? Yeah. Um, so like, I think it, it, I had one final baby and it was like probably my lowest expression ocelot, but still a nice animal for like eight or nine months. Mm-hmm. And then it finally moved and I was like, ah, why? <laughs> like, I mean. Cool, but shit! Like this yep. took so long, and like I mean, I appreciated it, and honestly, it was going to be like, well, I mean, if I get stuck with another ocelot jag, oh darn it, you son know, of a
0: sea biscuit, poop.
1: But uh, you know, they they bought it, and they're like, oh my god, this looks so much better in person, and blah blah blah. The color is coming out so much, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'm glad you've appreciated <laughs> it too, because I've literally watched it go from ugly duckling to less <laughs> ugly duckling. So. You know, it's, ah, that's frustrating. But, like, the other other side of that spectrum, that uh, Ocelot Zebra Jag that I have, he's kind of at that point where he's in that that mid-ground of, like, done the, um, he's done the initial get out of the ugly duckling phase, Mm -hmm. but he's not 100% out of it. So, like, Uh, the head and the first, like, four inches of the body are fucking damn. Yeah. And then the rest of them are still kind of, like, that tannish, like, uh, mm. This is okay, you know, but I'm like, this thing is gonna look silly at three feet, mm-hmm. and so I'm like, I just gotta get you to three feet, dude. I just that's gotta all get I you need. To three feet, and because uh, I see all the yellow in the head, and I'm like, oh my god, this snake is gonna be like electric, and mm-hmm. I cannot wait for it. So I'm, uh, that's the hardest part about them, dude. Even even Brentles. like I mean, they're just red, but the change of red from when they're a hatchling, where they're just kind of like that really drab, rust, dull red, mm-hmm. to the point when they're three feet and they've really hit that peak of color, you're like, oh my oh, god, this damn. thing is, you know, yep. this thing is crazy. Um, and that's that's actually one of the things that uh, piques my interest with the hypo gene in the Centralians, is like right out of the egg, they're a lot brighter mm-hmm. and cleaner um, compared to a, a normal brettles python. So... You know, once they hit three feet, that glow is like, what? So mm-hmm. I, uh, I cannot wait to throw that into my stonewashed stuff because I've got those little baby hypo G-stripe things. So Hell yeah. once those get up to size, I'm like, I will go brettles crazy. <laughs> I already am a little brettles crazy. So I think I went from a pair to seven Damn. in very fast, very fast amount of time. Uh, I have a problem, people. I have a problem. As Rob is to Borneos, mm. I am to Morelia. Yeah, so. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, that's fair. Oh boy, and it it's it hurts so good. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like so satisfying though. Like, yeah.
0: I love my scrubs a ton, but if I don't ever breed scrubs, it's not gonna hurt my feelings. I yeah, love my yeah, scrubs. Yeah. I just appreciate them as snakes. For sure. Um, but my Borneos, it's like I feel like I can do something really cool breeding wise with them yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. take them to an interesting place. And the stuff that I look at is not always the same thing that other people look at. Like Ooh. I was listening to uh, Dan McGann on NPR and he's talking about his side swipe projects and he's like, I'm looking for this, like the cleanest sides, like the most color that you can get and he's looking at this thing and then um, when he's talking about me about the super sharp stuff that I was looking at I was looking at like a little bit of the neck patterning and some of the speckling and, and the different areas where the pattern shows up and he's like that's the stuff that I just like don't look at and so there's always room there for someone to kind of work their way in and figure out yeah, or, yeah, yeah. or work their way towards a project if they're interested in it so I think that that's like the part that really just catches my attention and is going to keep me pushing with doing Borneos more.
1: Yeah, the uh, the joys of, of polygenics. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Ooh.
0: I love polygenics. <laughs> Dude, honestly, that's, people complain that that's like the worst thing about Borneos, but I think that's the coolest the thing coolest about Borneos. Thing. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, if you were selectively breeding for nice stripe stuff on your red blood pythons, it's like, cool, I've got selectively put. You know, stripe stuff for my blood pythons. Yeah. But with Borneo's, there's so many unique looks that come out of each clutch that you can have something that interests everyone. Yeah. Not just okay, I produce, I bred a, uh, you know, a yellow belly to yellow belly, and I produce some yellow bellies and some ivories. It's like either you're into yellow bellies or you're not into yellow bellies. Mm-hmm. And if someone's not into yellow bellies, they're not gonna be into your project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But with Borneo's, they're all different varying levels of gene expression in each of those animals. So yep. if someone's into stuff that's speckly, you can have stuff that's speckly in the same clutch with stuff that's striped, in the same clutch with stuff that's reduced pattern. And it's just like, I wow. think for me, that's the cool. best thing because you can literally have something for everyone.
1: Yeah, that's no, I, think, I think that's, that is super cool, man. That's because there's not too many species of, of snake where you, you get that, that variability, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, Amazon tree boas.
1: Amazon tree boas for sure. Uh, I mean, even though it's not polygenics, you you often end up doing that with corn snakes. Yep. (laughs) Because they end up being a for a million different things, you know? And you're like, I should get snows and and like albinos and anneries, and that should be all I get. And then you've got butters and motley's and this and 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 blah, blah, blah. And you're like, how? How? I only (laughs) have one pair of these snakes. How do I have 18 different morphs? Yeah. Um, and I, I think, I think that's cool and annoying, mm-hmm. but more so cool. Yes. You know, cause then you, you know, you, cause you're going to get the people that are like, Oh, but I really want a pink one, you know? And you're like, <laughs> yeah. well, I got a pink one yep, for exactly. you. Exactly. Know? Yeah. I think that's super cool.
0: So before we wind things down, I want to shout out. Yes. To Jessica Hernandez. Yes. For
1: hooking us up with some Reptile, Reptile Talk t shirts.
0: Hell yeah. Yes. I'm super pumped about them. Um, we got a couple prototypes in. We are probably going to have some available. Yep. We're just going to be talking to her about getting some sizing and stuff. So keep an eye out for that because we'll have Reptile Talk t shirts available here in yes. the not so distant future. Hell yeah. I'm super pumped about it. Um, and I will be looking forward to seeing them at Tinley if Tinley is still happening, hopefully. We'll see a couple of them please, walking please, around. Please, yeah, please, please, please. <laughs> I really need that to happen so I don't lose my mind
1: this year. Yeah, <laughs> seriously. So, oh but boy. big shout out to her, man. Yes. I
0: appreciate that so much from the bottom of my heart. Hell yeah, we love that. Uh, and for everyone else, keep an eye out. We're gonna have some more cool stuff coming in. So, oh, Jeremy, yeah. people want to find out more about you. Where do they go?
1: You can go literally everywhere. Uh, so, Facebook and Instagram at Brassman Reptiles, Twitter. Uh, at Brassman Rep. Um, and that's that's honestly it. So maybe not everywhere. YouTube. Oh, YouTube. YouTube, too. At Brassman Reptiles. Donnie's working on a new video for me. Ooh. He just he's told me he's uh, getting in getting some work in on that. So I'm excited for that. So go. Go subscribe to my YouTube, please. <laughs> I do cool videos. Support <laughs> my <shows>. <laughs> <laughs> What Come about on. you, Rob? Where can people find you?
0: All right. So if you want to find out more about what I'm doing or if you want to see uh, any of the animals that I may or may not have for sale in the not-so-distant future <laughs> not, here, if you're not listening have. to this in 2020, <laughs> in July of 2020, <laughs> uh, you can check out Rob is Creeping It Real on Instagram. Rob is Creeping on Twitter. Uh, I think my YouTube channel is Rob is Creeping It Real, or Creeping It Real with Rob, one or the other. Let's check those out. I'm actually going to be doing a video on the Marble to Marble Clutch, maybe combining that in a same video with the Marvel 2 Granite Striped Head Ultra, but I think that either tomorrow or Friday I'm gonna be recording that and editing it and then posting it up. I'm gonna try and do one week of video, one week of video, one video a week, uh, just to try and do something different. Yeah. I, I know a lot of people have been getting on me about doing more YouTube videos, so I'm gonna try and do more YouTube videos. Uh, do it. Visual stuff is always interesting to people, and I think that the YouTube thing is really gonna help out with expressing to people the stuff that I'm looking at in my Borneos and what mm-hmm. I think is cool about them. Because over audio, it's cool, but when you can actually see the traits that I'm talking about, it's it's a little more interesting.
1: 100%. And then there'll be much more of you that are mad that you can't buy them because he's holding them back. Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> there'll be some that are for sale, okay? I sold one. Hey. I you sold I one. I did sell one. Yes. But I've also told people not to message me about them. So. That's
1: true. <laughs> that is true. So that one person that didn't listen, That's okay. They've been been waiting. I didn't even talk about my pythons. That's okay. That's true. That's true. So as always, guys, don't forget, you can also follow Reptile Talk on Instagram at reptile.talk. We post uh, uh, photo blasts from pretty much every guest that we've ever had on. Um, And uh, we will hopefully – we did it with Kevin uh, when he came in with us. uh, So hopefully what we can do is whenever we have an in-studio guest – or uh, when Rob and I are just doing uh, Our episodes gigs. ourselves, uh, we'll live stream it. We didn't live stream this one because whatever, but uh, it's late. And yes, we're tired. it's late and I'm but, tired. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but we will hopefully do that in the future so we can interact with you guys live or not. And you can just comment and get mad that we don't respond to your comments. Either way, <laughs> it'll be a good time. So until next time, guys, keep it See you later.